Hello and welcome to Please Watch This, a film podcast where two film-loving mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to each other so they can once and for all find out who has better taste. I'm Sam Blakely, I'm joined as always by Hugh Dempsey. He's waving at me, uh, it's very <laughs> much a visual medium. Hello everyone. Uh, it's been a week, Hugh, how, uh, how have you been? Yeah, uh, since I last saw you, things have happened. Yes, absolutely. Time has passed. Time has passed, there's Indeed. no doubt in it. And no literally doubt. hours have passed. <laughs> it's been a great week. Yeah. Hours, indeed, many hours in mm. a week. Mm. Yeah, um, I got the worst chicken wrap. Um, yes, you did actually. Possible. That's that's a whole story you had within within the time since we last recorded. That's the entire anecdote. Yeah. Uh, we went to the cinema and we watched today's film. Back to back recordings. It's our first time ever. So yeah. let's just get straight into it. That's the gay so. banter ticked off again. Yeah, the gay, the gay banter sorted. Yeah. Right, yeah. we're doing the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide the Squad. Twenty twenty one. James Gunn. Don't be, and directed. Don't be confused with suicide, the Suicide Squad from twenty sixteen. Yeah. Again, if you want to hear us talk about that, it's on the Please Don't Watch This. It's special. amazing that they can do two films of the same that aren't supposed to technically be uh, sequels to one another isn't it within such a short period of time it's a real interesting revamp thing so we'll, we'll probably discuss maybe we'll discuss later yeah. what kind, what this is is it a sequel etc yeah. Um, um, yeah do you want to remind the listener what you knew about The Suicide Squad before um, we uh, should say oh, actually let's do our first spoiler warning here it's a yeah. very new film we it's are going to spoil cinema. it it's out in the cinema we're going to spoil yeah. spoil spoil it we're not a re- it's not a review it's a discussion yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it is a, it's semi review, semi discussion, semi reaction. We might start at the very end of the film, so don't yeah. listen to this if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, so please don't listen to it if you haven't seen it. We don't want to ruin it for you. Hmm. Uh, don't what, listen to this and think oh, I'm never going to watch that, and then in a couple of months' time you're like, oh, watch the Suicide Squad, and, we'll oh, ruin it. and you've ruined it for yourself. <laughs> That's on you then. But, yeah, yeah. We're warning you now. We've done what we could. What did you know about it, Hugh? Um, like I said last week or in the last episode. It wasn't last week. <laughs> like I said earlier today, um, I know I knew enough about it. I kind of I knew about uh, Starro before it because they gave it away in the trailers, which really annoyed it's me. It's a shame that it really is a shame because mm. they could have played. I think that was a studio decision. I'm quite annoyed at it now because it does it took away a really great what could have been potentially a great moment. It's still a good moment mm. when you see the giant eye of the starfish for the first time. Um, yeah, I knew the cast director. I knew that James going to come over after he kind of got ousted out of Disney for those tweets from like ten years <laughs> previous. And then DC were like, and Warner Brothers were like, yeah, well, two right, the guy yeah. made Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> doing a, a team up squad movie. Yeah, that's our guy. Yeah. Um, beyond Starro, the cast makeup. Obviously, I knew that uh, Will Smith wasn't coming back. Um, Everything else, though, I kind of, I kind of knew everything about. That we I could know about it. We'd seen it. a lot of the cast and so on, and yeah, it's a film that had lots of updates in the kind of geeky world of podcasting. Yeah, and so on. yeah. Um, we're gonna, like I said before, we're gonna spoil it straight away. I mean, uh, I'll tell mm. you what, let's do so a quick synopsis. So I, I saw the film only a few days ago. Uh, immediately decided to recommend it to Hugh and just get to the cinema as soon as we could and watch Jump on it. the zeitgeist, didn't we? Jump on a zeitgeist for the first time in a year since Tenet, since really. Since Tenet, yeah. Um, so, so in the synopsis, it's a, let's let's call it a sequel, but it is what it is, in the words of James Gunn. It's Gunn. very standalone, isn't it? Yeah, but, but it, it, it hints a, at the previous one. It's, yeah, it's like a soft reboot. A soft right? reboot, it's, it does follow on uh, mm. in a way, but doesn't really re- refer to them. Um Amanda Waller has created another Suicide Squad. Their job is to essentially destroy a research facility uh, in which it's believed that there's some sort of alien technology or something that could be very destructive. This is on a uh, fictional island uh, country called Corto Maltese, and they are sending a new Suicide Squad, so enter the likes of... Well, quite a lot, actually. <laughs> so yeah, like, the likes of, yeah. <clears throat> Again, uh, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. In the first 10 minutes, we find out the Suicide Squad we thought we were following were a decoy, yeah. which leads us to the actual Suicide Squad. Yeah, so the first squad's got Harley Quinn, Rick Flagg, um, a Captain bunch of Bo- others, Captain Weasel, Boomerang, yeah, Mongol, TDK, Javelin, all this lot, and they they uh, all die apart from Rick Flag and uh, yeah. Harley Quinn, uh, and then we get the yeah the actual squad. So you've got King Shark, Nawawi, uh, Ratcatcher Two, Idris Elba as Bloodsport, Blood yeah. John Cena as Peacemaker, yeah, um, uh, Man, John Dutchmanian, I think that's right, as the Polkadot Dutchmanian. <laughs> <Dash-manian. laughs> 
Yeah, it's um, John Dachmanian, isn't it? That's right. And so Chaney, got there, they have to Sorry. fulfill their major mission of, of destroying this research facility whilst occasionally saving members of the original team, yeah. uh, Rick Flagg and, and Harley Quinn. So hijinks ensues, big, uh, you know, Yeah, you basically, you, for, the, for about the first half of the film, you follow the second squad, don't you? Yeah. And then you follow Harley Quinn, what she's doing yeah. in between. That's right, and occasionally jumps back and forth. So yeah. let's get just straight into what's great about it. I mean, it really... Yeah, tell me what you liked about this film, the, there's a criticism that's often made of films, and it's one that I've made a lot, and I and I have made in the past about the these you know about the original Suicide Squad, which is oh that film needed a few more drafts. Right. Uh, it's a film that could have been said, I think, of Black Widow, for example, recently, and I think often it's hard to put into words what that really means. And so often you have to show somebody an Edgar Wright film like Shaun of the Dead and say this is what I mean by it needed more drafts. You needed to look like you knew what you were going to do at the end at the start of the film so you need to have basically set up and pay off you know Shaun of the Dead is, is just it's like the, it's like two halves of a film that's symmetrical you know mm. at the start and at the end he he wakes up and he seems like a zombie he's sort of zombies his way to the shop and then there's a zombie apocalypse and he zombies his way to the shop and everyone's a zombie that sort so of thing. what's this got to do with the film you're always doing that I'm, I'm making a point to you don't worry I'm making a point don't you worry about that I've got okay. it all I've got it all so this film is like that so as I mentioned before sort of a few days ago so I got the um, uh, sort of I've had the privilege let's say of a benefit of watching it a second time and seeing all the setup first right you know when, okay. when things are coming and apart from some jokes that are quite frivolous and there for a laugh, there isn't really a line in the in the film that isn't relevant to something. And I think the great thing that James Gunn and everyone involved has pulled off is that every single character has a purpose, they have an arc, they have some sort of redemption or some sort of conclusion to their arc. They're not just there to press a button and explode uh, in like, a Rogue One kind of way. <laughs> yeah, <or laughs> Which, you know, not, not a criticism of that necessarily. What, who, who pressed a button and exploded? Everyone in Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> Every single character, they press a button and then they explode. I still that's, quite that's like there. the fact that they killed everyone off in Rogue One. I yeah, that no, that was, that was ballsy. Makes so, sense as well. <clears throat> for example, when... But I would War, say, like, what was the character from Suicide Squad? He's the... Um, the hangman guy or something. What, Slipknot? Slipknot, thank you. <laughs> Completely like, without purpose, other yeah. than to, fact, to show that Amanda Waller is willing to kill them. Yeah. Or Rick Flagg. You do get a little bit of the, that in this. Well, yeah, I mean, well, that's right at the start. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that was the great thing as well, actually. That but it was in a different context, wasn't it? It was in a different context. It sets the film up so quickly that it establishes loads of things like how ruthless Amanda Waller is. It sets up the idea of a suicide squad. You could also, I think, in the original film, in the, the first one or whatever, that could, would have been written where... There's a really silly thing where it's an ambush and then they've got on their screens all the people. If that wasn't their intention to, for them to be ambushed you'd be like well why didn't you see on your screens before all these people hiding away when I first saw it I thought well now you can see them all on your map you know they're looking at this oh well, you're saying that the ambush was almost intentional it was intentional yeah, as yeah it, as by in, the ambush yeah an ambush is intentional by ambush no but um, um, Amanda Waller sent that lot in to die do you so th- is that, that what you think? 100%. That's oh, right. exactly what oh, they were doing. Really, I thought it was just an ambush because Pete Davidson's character... That's a decoy, them. wasn't it? They were sent as a decoy to that beach so the oh. actual squad can go. That's why they were like, fuck it. <laughs> they were like, we'll get some of the absolute worst. <laughs> like, completely useless. D- TDK is completely useless. Yeah. You know, it was a bit bizarre that she had sent in Rick Flag. I don't, she's got no emotional tie to Harley Quinn, so she'd have been happy for Harley Quinn to die. But they were absolutely sent there to die. Oh, right, okay, I didn't think that, actually. But that's an interesting point. That's yeah, <laughs> you know, it wasn't yeah. a mistake. But that's because you've got the, hind, the the benefit of watching it twice now. Mm, yeah. It does seem weird that she would kill Rick Flagg and Captain Boomerang. And yeah, Hulk. I wonder... I mean, again, the audience might have a connection to those, but Amanda Waller doesn't. No. You know, she's not a very no. sentimental lady, I think it's fair to say. No, not at all. <laughs> so when she's recruiting Bloodsport, um, that scene, again, every line matters. So in the scene where she's recruiting him and he's he kind of holds a pen to her, to her throat... Um, he says, he says he's not a hero. She says, I'll make you one. Mm. She threatens him with putting his daughter in prison. Mm. And there's a couple of glances from her colleagues to set up that they, they're like That's, a bit disgusted by that idea. Yeah. Um, and just in a couple of sentences, like I say, with the benefit of hindsight, you can see that it's setting up these things. Because it's got so many characters to redeem and have an arc, it sets them up so effectively. Like... 
Polkadot man. What's his name? Is that, is that just it? Polkadot. Oh, he's got his character's got a name, but I can't remember. It's got Polkadot. Let's see. Who cares? Um, you know, it seemed like a funny line when he said, "I imagine they're my mum," and that's when I can yeah. kill him. That was his whole arc, was that? You know, yeah. and and we, and we as the audience are the only people who see that. Yeah. Well, it just and it just seemed yeah exactly yeah. But we, at the time, it just seemed like a funny thing for him to say. That's how I kill people. <laughs> I imagine they look like my mum, but that was truly his. His sort of motivation as a character. Um, do, do you think the inference there was that he actually saw his mum, or is that just what he's imagining? Because I thought it was what he's actually seeing because he's crazy because of what his mum's done to him. It is a bit ambiguous, but I think it is literally what he sees. Yeah, I think it is literally what he sees, or, or maybe yeah. sometimes I'm not quite sure. It was directorially stunning. Some films are just like, oh, that could be directed by anybody. Yeah. This was so striking. The visuals are so striking. Really fun use of graphics. And, you know, mm. when um, Yondu, whatever his character was, um, Savant. Uh, oh, yeah, Savant. Savant. Yeah. When he dies, as he said, I suppose, Warner Bros. <laughs> Pictures Presents. Yeah, in the you blood. Know, yeah. Really good use of leaves and all that sort of stuff. I really liked that. And it was yes. a better use of music. They used quite a lot of popular music, like Suicide Squad. Yeah. But... but more fitting and not so on the nose. <laughs> as, as yeah, was. yeah. Like, like I think when they introduce the characters when they're in prison in Suicide Squad, they use like "Don't Stop Me Now" by Queen or something. Mm. But unless they use Johnny Cash in, mm. I can't remember the name of the song, but it's like uh, Fal- um, "Folsom Li- Prison Blues." Yeah, Folsom yeah. Prison Blues, which is yeah makes sense to have that. But also they were on the nose because it was like, oh well, we're going to show uh, an Australian who does dirty deeds. Okay, dirty deeds done dirt cheap. You know, we're going to show Harley Quinn. You don't own me. Whereas this one was more like. like like they're walking in the rain and rather than playing rain song by Led Zeppelin they played one that just fit the visual of it a little bit more I so I, I just thought they fit the scenes better rather than I'm going to play my favourite songs uh, by Jimi Hendrix and the like and, and you'll just enjoy the film because you like the songs yeah. I also thought great performances um, even by people who were in the first one who I had no connection at all to Rick Flagg I always get them confused that prison guards with the goatee you know from the first and I'm like I don't give a shit about Rick Flagg he was so much better in this because he was given free reign to be a bit goofier and a bit more light hearted and I actually felt spoiler 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 alert I felt emotions when he died and I never thought from that first film I would give a shit when Rick Flagg died you know Um, and Idris Elba's one of his best performances for a while I've seen really you know I, I did do think he held it really well John Cena played goofy whilst also a complete dead-eyed psychopath when he was <laughs> when he was trying to kill people so th- that's a run through really there's so much more but I, I'm in a rush to get to what Hugh thinks in terms of what you don't like I, I think you what? know if you didn't have fun watching this film you've got rocks in your head basically <laughs> um, is there anything like critically that you think I did no, f- maybe, maybe not even what I wouldn't like but generally generally because this is obviously it's a fresh movie so people yeah. may listen to this strangely without seeing the film yeah why not well I mean genuinely is there anything that you could there weren't many things that I didn't like the the couple of things that I thought eh, this might be something somebody would point at so the one thing I generally don't like in films and TV is when something's happening it's about to get exciting and then it says three days earlier or something like that they did that a few times especially one very dramatic bit with Peacemaker and Ratcatcher 2 and then it says eight minutes earlier and I usually prefer it when they play the two simultaneously and cut from one yeah. dilemma to the other and it sets up. In this case, actually, I thought they did it really well. So some people get put off by that, I think, but I don't know if that would account here. Um, and finally, I didn't really care about the central threat, the starfish thing, and I wonder if people did. You know, I didn't feel like, oh my God, I hope this doesn't get out, you know. Um, but I wonder how, to what extent you're supposed to actually care about the... the the threat. Do you think I cared about the threat? No, no, not really. I mean, I think you had a reaction probably to the to the character and the star star and and the and the conflict and stuff. But it wasn't like, oh my god, they have to do. It wasn't like to use a comic book example. I genuinely didn't want Thanos to get the Infinity Stones as like a central threat. And this one, I was kind of like, I sort of don't care about that. But it didn't you take away from my enjoyment of the film. Like. Um, stamping around city, a city and, that and killing thousands of people. It seemed a bit, but it was more like in the lead up to that. I wasn't like, God, I hope they destroy Jordan. Uh, anyway, so those are my thoughts on it in a very uh, speedy way. We're going to go for a little break now. When we come back, we're going to get Hugh's views. If I have to put the money on it, and if I did have to put money on it, I think Hugh really likes the film, but we'll find out. Okay. Let's go for a little break, and we'll see you after it with Hugh's views. (laughs) 
Hello, welcome back to Please Watch This, part two. That's part the word deux. I was looking for, part deux. If you're French. Part dos. Um, Spanish. Um, which a lot of this film is in Spanish of sorts. There anyway. Is lot, there is a lot of Spanish in There it. is a lot of, then maybe that's another reason why I liked it. Who maybe. Yeah. We are here for Hugh's views though. Hugh, what did you love about this film? Oh, what did I love? Give us the list. I thought we did the usual, what did I like about uh, I think you're going to love it. Uh, I will tell you now, just bear with me because I have my notes because <laughs> I am a professional, so... <laughs> Um, so what did I like about this film well I'm just going to say some things about this film it's got a big cast mm-hmm. um, and it's and it, but it's never hard to keep track of anything which I found was interesting yeah um, it's it's a great action film you know you, f- you know I, I was watching it going oh this is great action you know there's a lot of good action in this there's some it's so someone mentioned that a criticism of the um, of like the DC superheroes is a lot of them have the same powers, you know. Batman punches and kicks things. Superman <laughs> yeah. punches and kicks things. Wonder Woman punches and kicks things. You know, there's only really like the flash. They fly, they punch, they kick. They go yeah, fast. yeah, yeah. And there's only really the Flash who does something different. And there's somebody who's compared- although he's got the same power as Superman, basically yeah. comparable speed as well. Yeah, but you can't <laughs> kick as hard or punch as hard. Yeah. And someone said the the good thing about the MCU is all the like the main Avengers. On the most part, or all the Avengers generally, they all had different power mm. sets. And this was something that was quite good about this was that all the, in terms of the action, apart from, um, well, three of the characters. <laughs> Bloodsport and Peacemaker. I mean, that was great. Sorry, yeah, Bloodsport and Peacemaker. When Amanda yeah. was introducing yeah, him, yeah. all here for your unique yeah. skills and activity. yeah, they could, they could have the exact same <laughs> word for word backstory. <laughs> yeah, backstory. And and I suppose Rick Flag's the same. I suppose three mm. of them have, you know, can shoot guns and kill people. Like, yeah, this is fair enough, but. Obviously, Harley Quinn's a bit different. Obviously, she does shoot at guns, but she's very acrobatic, what mm. she does. Um, obviously, Polka Dot Man literally <laughs> sends hot... There's nobody else with that. <laughs> ...murderous polka dots that can burn through people's flesh. Yeah. Um, Rat Catcher, which is a complete crazy character. She's probably not, not much use in hand-to-hand combat, but, yeah, but there's rats every fucking way. Yeah, there's millions <laughs> of rats. Yeah. Um, who else did we have? King Shark, obviously. Mm. You know, this massive... Um, shark that just tears people in half. <laughs> so you know that that was the, that was a great sort of. It's always good when you've got a variety. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Especially when it's a bunch of misfits like this. Yeah, and apparently James Gunn went to lens to get more obscure characters that yeah. people don't know about. You know. Yeah, um, and it's and yeah, it's always a shame that we don't get to see some of those characters actually mm. in action for very long. Yeah, like I would have loved to have seen what Mongol was up to. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and I think that I suppose in in a way, almost that is a strength of the film is that, and a lot of the marketing made believe that these characters yeah. were in it for longer. Yeah, like yeah, but actually, what they they've done is they've he's taken a lot of characters but actually your core core groups about six people really it's very similar to the first one in that regard yeah I mean you know think um, films like Infinity War and Endgame they they juggle so many characters but it's still the core they're still the core of five or six or whatever yeah and I think one of the good things they did in Infinity War is they split them up didn't they Mm, yeah exactly and then obviously Endgame they only had the original Avengers essentially yeah uh, plus Ant-Man so they weren't sat trying to follow hundreds of characters when they introduced Weasel I thought this is a really funny character and it got a good laugh from from the audience but I did think how far can they take this character you you know there's going to be situations where you just want to get through it and you can't have a character that does nothing I mean so it's kind of it's just great when they killed the, the bunch off I mean know? a character like Weasel kind of set the tone for this it was like yeah. this is going to be weird mm. it's going to be funny mm-hmm. and it's going to be unexpected yeah and yeah. the fact that he can't swim <laughs> he no just dies no- like a dickhead straight away <laughs> yeah and no one notices <laughs> and they're going Yo, did you know that he couldn't swim? That little and, side eye from yeah, my mother. Yeah, like, especially from her. She's terrifying, isn't she? <laughs> she's great. She's just either stony or fierce. You know. Yeah, she's not. She's she's a bit too evil. I think. <laughs> I think. I don't know how she she's not. The she's process. not sort of like. Well, she's someone that you'd want on your side at least. It, it, yeah, but in a very specific set of circumstances, <laughs> she's sort of not sly and manipulative enough, I suppose. But she's, she's a very manipulative. Though, yeah. yeah, she's. I think she's, she's not like a charmer. It's <laughs> for to no, manipulate. I think she justifies what she does because she's doing it for the good of the country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I almost understood her stupid shooting of everyone in Suicide Squad more because of how well they did her in this film. I, do, I still don't. I mean, it's still, still fucking stupid. But I still can't excuse that. That's the moment it lost me, that film. Yeah. Because it was just like, oh, these, they don't want to have 
have extra characters just running around. Yeah. And this is a film that actually does have extra characters running around. Mm. Uh, R.I.P. Milton. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Milton? Yeah, exactly. Idris Elba. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's very funny. It's so we, funny. We laughed throughout the film. Yeah. We were in a strangely quiet cinema of people mm. not laughing. Yeah. Me and you were proper giggling our heads off. I felt very self-conscious, actually. A same. Of I felt like I was but, ruining it for people by yeah, laughing at the jokes. Yeah, same. Yeah, <laughs> Whereas probably... when in, the, in the earlier screening earlier in the week, it was just full of people laughing at everything. Really? So yeah. it was just the weird people that were sat around us in Huddersfield? Just felt a bit older and Did slightly more middle class or something. Nobody yeah. laughed. Did you hear anyone laugh? I heard one laugh. Did you hear one laugh? I didn't yeah. hear one laugh. And there was about four, We were quite spread out there, to be fair. But there was about four people sat within earshot yeah. at least <laughs> yeah. and I didn't hear them laugh like, yeah. I can't remember the joke and it was about maybe an hour an hour and a half into it and I just laughed out loud mm. I think I was the only person mm. might have even been the one where uh, Sly Stallone's character uh, King Shark goes, goes bird <laughs> <laughs> and I just found that really funny yeah but yeah um, but it is a funny film I, I knew it was going to be funny I guess mm. Um, I was worried about that because I, I found Guardians of the Galaxy 1 really funny but, but Guardians of the Galaxy 2 I didn't really laugh at it felt forced I, you know from the trailer of this I thought I was going to have that experience because I didn't really? laugh at any of the jokes in the trailer except right. when it was in the film and it was the same jokes I laughed at them yeah it's weird that isn't it when you laugh at jokes that you've already heard I think the film had won me over right. so thoroughly that I was in the palm of its hand um, you mentioned this in your in your what you liked about it but it does make you care about the characters, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, I did care about Ratcatcher by the end of it. Yeah, oh yeah, massively. And when, she's a hard when, when Peacemaker, spoiler alert, was going to kill her, you'd like... I knew she was going to get saved. Mm. I must admit, I could see that. If you're cutting away... It wasn't so much the cutaway, I just... Ex- I, I wasn't expecting the cutaway, I was expecting the... Yeah. I'd almost... And then when you're watching that section, because it was actually like a good... F- five or six I think it probably was like nine minutes yeah, long they must, have t- they must have put out so I many different versions did. one to ten minutes earlier and then yeah. he chose the one that fit the cut oh, they, they filmed it and then realised how many minutes back yeah. it was yeah yeah. Well, not filmed it but they storyboarded they, they cut it and then yeah. Yeah, found out from there and um, you do care about and I suppose that's because she has the backstory with her and her dad that's beautiful her dad's like a heroin addict and all again this. another major star just thrown in for like yeah. two scenes Taika Waititi yeah um, it's beautiful it brought a tear to my life because it, again it's sort of like it's not the main character but it's one that you just yeah. love her story you get an idea of what like Bloodshot's relationship with his daughter's like Bloodsport sorry Bloodsport <laughs> you've made me do it now <laughs> Bloodsport you know because he's got this a tempestuous relationship with his daughter mm. but you know obviously when Waller threatens her he's he ends up having to sign up um, it's visually striking I mean you can't say mm, that having Starro the Conqueror in the film <laughs> isn't striking it's great yeah. and it's so out of left field especially even in a DC film mm. and quite tend to well be a bit done. more grounded they weren't if, like just everything had a bit of weight didn't it yeah yeah it felt kind of like I didn't expect when Harley Quinn pierced the eye that she would just fall inside mm, yeah yeah I and thought it was going to explode or something yeah or she'd just hold on to the side of it but it's like yeah. it's just water in there isn't yeah. it and it's yeah. she's floating around and all the rats are in there that just, yeah because things weren't always um, accurate when she's killing people there's flowers and stuff and you go well that's she's yeah. seen that or something I don't care because it looks so good you don't yeah. need it to be just blue it was kind of like I don't know, it was kind of like an expression of her character, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure how I felt about it, and I'm not overly sold on it. I like it in a way that it's interesting, hmm. but I don't know if it's it's kind of random. It kind of And it does glamorise the violence. Oh, <laughs> yeah, more than a Tarantino film. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And... Because it's funny, it's not treated yeah. with, with gravity. And, and this film is very violent. Yeah. yeah. And so I had already mentioned to you that, you know, James Gunn's an equal opportunity killer, isn't he? <laughs> that the yeah. amount of, like, just women that just get murdered in this film is so insane. the drive home from the cinema, it was so hard not to talk about it. That was the one thing that you just, like, had bubbling that you had yeah, to share. Yeah, that was the only thing I could, yeah, we, we struggled to. Um, and it is, but it's, and it is violent in a sort of... I mean, we should never glamorise violence, but if you're going to play with it, this is an interesting way. At least have fun with it. Like I mean, Django Unchained, they're, yeah. they're just like sacks of blood. And that's yeah. just, they're just like, like, it's just fun, isn't it? Um, which, who is it? I think it might be Harley Quinn, where she like cuts somebody's throat with the spear or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's His head's um, flopping about on his neck, basically. Yeah, yeah. They, like a Canadian in a Stone Tree Park kind of Terrence and Philip of South Park. Sorry about that, Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah what's that? Oh, um, 
good performances from the lead actor. So I've kind of mentioned already, but I, I did like it. I, I, it was interesting because I was you couldn't I couldn't help watch this film and think about the first one. Yeah, about the, about Suicide Squad. I think maybe what they should have done with this is they should have just called it Suicide Squad Two. Or the suicide because it is a sequel. It feels like a sequel. It's Even a sequel though, with a different writer and director, and yeah, but, some of the but, same they, but when you have the same actors from the, the original, film, yeah, playing the same characters in yeah. a way that does follow on yeah. without contradiction. Yeah, there's no contradiction. They don't that mention it, of. but it's but it's obvious who everyone is. Yeah, um, and yeah, I like Will Smith, but in this film, I just felt so much more impressed by it. like Idris Elba's a lot better in this yeah. than Will Smith ever was in the first Suicide Squad because Will Smith is just so wholesome through and through whereas Idris Elba plays like a uh, bastard with a heart really well you yeah. know whereas Will Smith I can't imagine actually being a bad guy at all Idris Elba I can imagine because I've seen him as Stringer Bell in The Wire you know you can imagine yeah. him being actually a tough guy but with a heart underneath and like his um, his relationship that he has in this with his um, <laughs> fuck you with, yeah, with the, with peacemaker with, is brilliant. oh well, I thought you meant his daughter <laughs> sorry oh no that bit's brilliant as well <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, but like his his kind of antagonistic relationship <laughs> yeah. when they're talking about bullet accuracy and yeah. the bullets being spun. you lose <laughs> yeah and yeah when he gets annoyed that he's there's like he's got the compression bullets yeah. weight and he's like and it explodes and it's like that's just showing off and he's like nobody likes a gloater yeah and he's like but then he says yeah but it's it doesn't matter when the, it's really cool when it's dope as fuck that's what he says <laughs> it's yeah. dope as fuck and then he goes <laughs> he turns and turns away and looks at the, and kind of looks almost down the barrel of the camera and goes shit yeah it is isn't he's it he's right <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's um, great and yeah I kind of mentioned him already in terms of it's visually striking but just Starro is just metal, man. <laughs> I loved it. That's such a weird thing to have. And I'm so yeah. annoyed the trailers spoil it. I, I bet you see, I, see I, a lot, I saw a lot of trailers. I've been to the cinema a lot and seen the theatrical trailer, but I don't remember seeing Starro. You just, um, you don't, so I don't think you see it in its full glory, but mm, you see it's, you see it's, no, I think you see it's one of its, you know, when it lifts its limb out of oh, the building. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so I think the problem there was that they, People knew what it was kind of straight away because people are idiots. But on the plus side, they were very good. You, you have to be very eagle-eyed to spot that that original decoy group didn't make it past the first fifteen minutes. No. I thought that was really good because in most trailers, yeah. for most things, they would they would show them dying and then oh now we've got this you know it yeah. wouldn't even be a surprise or, when you. Get I mean, to the film. and they're given billing as well. All those, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. and there's some good characters and actors. You know, like you said, Nathan Fillion's there. Nathan yeah. Fillion, um, <laughs> obviously. Captain Boomerang's back, mm. um, you know, because it's a James Gunn film. You ex- I expected Michael Rooker to, to be in it. <laughs> to stay in it, yeah. Yeah, because he's so good in all of... He's uh, Mary, Mary fucking Poppins, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what I didn't like, and there's not much, you're right, mm. I, did, I did like this film. Mm. I had fun with it. I, I, I liked it because it was so much better than the first one. Yeah. It was like night and day, wasn't it? It and, definitely helped the appreciation And it, and it even showed that, like... Like in that film, you've got this malevolent evil spirit thing. So, like, to have a malevolent, like, magical spirit thing and then to have a giant fucking starfish yeah. that, like, mind controls people. Yeah. Because if you're going to go silly very, with it, go silly with it. But know? they're both very silly, but the, but it's like, here's an example in this film of how to do it right. Yeah. Because even that, like, when you see the starfish on the, the, the faces of the people <laughs> yeah. and they're essentially zombies. And all I could think with those those like faceless bubble men from the, from the first <laughs> film and they're like a black ooze weird things that where at least here you know you know who these people are and like when uh, Bloodsport's killing you you're like oh man they're people but yeah. they kind of they kind of make out that once you get those on your face their you corpses under there which I thought was a good way out of that yeah, yeah. Um, something and this is and this is all I'm getting to like kind of minor criticisms here realistically just trying to f- I'm looking for faults mm. Um you mentioned Rick Flag in the first uh, mm. in your bit about what you liked, and his character is like night and day in this. Yeah, to the point where it's they are co- inconsistent. Yeah, he's a different character. He's, he basically is. He's a different imagining imagining of that character. Yeah, they've gone for somebody who's got a pre-existing relationship with Amanda Waller and Harley. Yeah, they obviously appreciated him and, and liked him. I, I think the best thing about Suicide Squad when he when it was when he said it makes no sense. <laughs> you know, in the in the first one. He was kind of the voice of reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, um, and something, actually I meant to mention what I did like and I hadn't written down. 
I did like John Cena in this. Mm. He was very, like you said, he's very intense. Yeah. He's very... But goofy as well. Yeah. He's like... He's, yeah, you know what he's talking about, eating a, all the dicks. <laughs> a beach full of freedom. dicks, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that contradiction of what he is. Like, he's like, I would kill women and children for mm. freedom. And you're like, yeah, you're a psychopath. <laughs> he's he's very know, much you, the... Uh, you are the crazy one. He's the commentary on America's foreign policy. I yeah, think, <laughs> yeah, he definitely is very... He, he, John Cena apparently described the character as a, a douchey, a douchebag Captain America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's kind of is that, isn't he? And But then... Again, like I, I jokingly said to you in the cinema, didn't I? I said, I said, oh, maybe I, I think John Cena's just playing John Cena. Mm, yeah. And there is something a bit weird about John Cena, and it does come and it came but, across in this film. Is it the bulge? No, 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 no. he's incredible shape for his age. Isn't <laughs> it's he? unbelievable. It's yeah, unbelievable it's how massive. like just how fit he is. Wrestlers who regard, leave wrestling but, and then go into acting and get bigger. Yeah, like The, the Rock, Rock yeah. Dave Bautista might have even gotten bigger. Yeah. They've got like rounded. I suppose they've got more opportunity to go to the gym because they're on the road. True. The and also that's the, their unique selling point is they're big. And if you you could get a bigger guy than a wrestler just who's a, a bodybuilder. So what's your USP? Well, I'll just get, I'll be the big guy on screen all the time. And I think yeah. Dave Bautista said he's going to stop taking those roles because he's like 50 and he's, yeah, shit, yeah. And he's yeah. sick of it. Because he started, he got into wrestling quite late, didn't he? He was in his like late 20s or something. He was great. He was an absolute animal. And he's a good actor though. He's, he's great. Actor. And he was apparently, he, he, was, he was offered Peacemaker but was took it? Army of the Dead instead. No, that's it's a, a mistake. It's yeah. not as good a film at yeah. all. I suppose no, not at all. Um, it'd be a very different type of peacemaker. I think John Cena is very well cast for this. Yeah, but I, so I don't know. There was just something about his performance I couldn't quite put my finger on. Mm. I was kind of off put by. But I am looking forward to seeing that show that they do with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I'll. But you know, he's got like twice as many um, Make a Wish uh, contributions. Oh, he's got like nine hundred or something. He just he? seems like a really good guy. You know. I don't know, but then when you heard about. Look, I don't want to go off too, too, too many tangents here, but he kind of screwed over that that Bella last, didn't he? Whatever his name is, because he was he was engaged to one of the Bella twins. Right, I don't know. Any and of uh, essentially, they broke up because she wanted kids and he didn't. Well, that's a good reason to break up. Yeah. That's probably as good a reason as any to break up, isn't it? Oh, it is a good reason. I do I agree. <laughs> Did you want him to have a kid with her? And no, <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm no. He just comes across as a bit Tom Cruise dead behind the eyes. <laughs> well, he, he played worrying. that well in this. In this yeah, film, it, I yeah, yeah. He was ch- definitely ch- chilling his inner Cruise. The and the only other thing that and the and this is does this does this does annoy me, and I do feel like it was a waste. I was a bit annoyed. Spoiler alerts uh, for everyone here. I was annoyed with the death of Captain Boomerang and with Red Flag. I didn't like them. I found them. I know it's the Suicide Squad and people have to die, mm. but what do you want? Jai Courtney in the film longer? Is that going to make it a better film? Well, I thought he was one of the better things about <laughs> Suicide Squad. He was one of the better characters. He was one of the more interesting he was characters. very funny when he was on screen. But what else are you going to do with that character? But do you know he, what I mean? Like he doesn't. But what are you going to do with him? Polka dot man. <laughs> well, you're going to set up that he that he sees his mum everywhere and needs to get yeah. over that, and and he. But he's, this is confidence. a guy who throws boomerangs as a weapon. Yeah, but think about character stuff. Like that would just be total. What, what, why do you I need? Know. You know, he's not. I don't know. I was just disappointed they killed him off. But again, it was a gut punch of the thing. It was like, yeah, God, I didn't know he could die. <laughs> yeah, here's a character you liked from the, the original film. Suicide Squadder, and he yeah. dies. That's that was when I, I could see. Was... I saw the reasoning behind yeah. it. I'm like, I saw that, but I just thought it was a bit of a waste. I just think, what are you going to do with that character? I think because you, you've already got goofy characters. Who could they could have just. I just would. I wish they would have had somebody else mm. other than him because it's a. He's gone now. He's literally got burnt to death in fire <laughs> or whatever and split into a billion pieces. Yeah. What it, what it like. Again, I think we've got everything we could from and the it, character. But that's it. When you say that, but like when you've got a good writer. <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah, know it's a what, shame because he was quite what, funny in this film. <laughs> yeah. And you don't know what he's going to mm. do or say and yeah, and what a good writer with that character can do. And I understand the reasoning for it. I was surprised at the death of Rick Flagg. I didn't think he was going to die mm. in this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I don't know if that was a good decision because he, f- him and Waller seem to be sort of the two characters that kind of linchpin this down. Him, I would, maybe him and her and Harley Quinn as well. I would be interested to hear James Gunn's t- take on that because if someone's got to die, he's not a he's not an enhanced individual. He's not a superhero. Yeah, it's just but dude, he's, isn't he? he's just uh, yeah, exactly. And I think. You know, just like not wanting him to die is just a sign that you like the character, I think, rather than the bigger interest of the film and the emotional beats it's got to hit. And all yeah. that. like in the sequel, what's he going to do? Just 
be there again and shoot a gun again, you know. Yeah, fine, that's good. But sometimes it is nice to have that consistency, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I, I did appreciate that cause, because because uh, the problem with the MCU, one of the problems with the MCU is people don't die and there's nothing of, of yeah, you know, true, consequence. True, true, Rick true. Hart got stabbed in the heart and died on screen. Yeah, you, know? you don't come back from that. Do you? <laughs> no, um, yeah. like, or you might. You never know. You never know. They could be like, oh, there's another person we found in the wreckage who was surprised his heart was still beating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get into, should we do our normal stuff then? Scenes and lines, etc. Yeah, I don't really have that? any other criticisms. Um, Fantastic. There's, it's just, it's well made, it's well paced, it's well executed, it's visually striking. And we had a lot of fun. We enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and that, that's all you can ask for really and yeah. then all the other stuff is great so favourite scene is there a scene that exemplifies um, these uh, characteristics for you I've got two here and it, I'd have to to be honest I'd, I'd love to sit on this for a, for a good 24 hours to mm. be honest and have a real thing but so listen you look after yourself 24 hours yeah we'll be back <laughs> just skip ahead yeah, 3, 2, 1 <laughs> um, I think it is the fight between Peacemaker and Rick Flag. Right. I really enjoyed that kind of mortal combat that they have, and it's you know, pretty brutal, isn't it? Oh, it's very brutal, isn't it? And the fact he, he, and he doesn't just stab; he stabs him with a tile. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, when he's about to die, yeah, and Peacemaker's about to get choked to death. Mm. Yeah. What I really liked about it is you've had so many fight sequences in this film, and I think what James Gunn has decided is how do I make it different? And the first. 20 seconds of the fight is seen through the reflection of his helmet. Oh, yes, it is. It's got a weird... I actually thought it was going to just show the whole fight through. Yeah, him, yeah. Kind of a sta- yeah, that's like, that's a dire- that is a director who is confident, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think we watched Blood Diamond last week, mm. off on the last pod, and there are some visually striking shots in that film because it's shot in Africa. Yeah. But there was nothing that I watched that and went, oh, that's a, that's how this... this, this this director makes films. Yeah, exactly. It was well done, but it wasn't altered. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I mean, moment. we'll talk about it when we get to favourite shots, I guess. Sure, yeah. Um, that was a good scene. And then the other... Yeah, so let's say that, and then mm. you say, tell us yours, and then I'll What go, was really surprising is, back. my favourite... My, usually in a film with action sequences, my least favourite parts of them are the bangy, shooty fight sequences. Yeah. But actually, based on what I said earlier about this has gone through so many drafts clearly and thought through and foreshadowed and signposted and set up and pay off, is the fight between the Suicide Squad and Starro. Because in the space of about three minutes, um, Bloodsport becomes a leader. He starts telling people what to do. Yeah. Um, Polka Dot defeats his mum, which I thought was just such <laughs> a funny... Like this Karen, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he directs Ratcatcher... Oh, Ratcatcher uh, kind of... You know, she goes through this nostalgic thing with her dad and she saves the day with the rats and it becomes this thing that you didn't even know was a thing you cared about and I had a really emotional reaction to that. Yeah. And then Bloodsport's daughter's watching on TV and she says, that's my dad. Like, the last thing she said to him was... The, the most embarrassing thing is you're my dad oh yeah it was, and then she sees him on TV and she's telling her friends that's yeah. my dad and uh, yeah I mean most directors and, and screenwriters seem to just write battles to be well we're going to try and kill them they're going to try and kill us let's try and do it in an inventive way but basically bang 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 this one was actually storytelling in battle yeah. sequence which I thought was is such a difficult skill something, they nailed it something actually I quite liked about that scene as well is that it from the reveal of Starro and his enormous, um, mm. ginormous size, he, he's not on screen. For, he's, not, he's not like he's on screen for like five minutes. He's on screen for like twenty minutes of this film. Yeah, yeah. He's there for a lot of the end of yeah, the film, which yeah. I thought was unusual. Also, in that, um, just to just to round off the arcs, I've just thought um, King Shark. He's like finally allowed to go and eat something, basically, yeah. and he like makes friends from it all. And I suppose Harley, she's this chaotic thing who doesn't really have a goal, which was one of the problems with Birds of Prey. Actually, was her basic goal was she wants to eat a particular cheese sandwich, yeah. but it was she's got this she's had this travel in the whole film, and she's, oh, she she yeah, figures out yeah. what to do with it and then does it. Yeah, and she kind of helps save the day, doesn't she? Yeah, and she's tied you know, together all these arcs, which it wasn't. Again, in the way, like in the in Suicide Squad, when she's kind, is it blood? Is it a dead shots right at the end, and or is it Harley Quinn who stops June Moon? I can't remember. Um, oh, who cares? But yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, <it's> out. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I think she stabs her. Yeah, I think it is, isn't it? But I think it's Harley like, Quinn stabs her. But it's like, why would you send just a woman with a baseball bat against this yeah, creature? Exactly. Where in this, she's like, oh, I've got, I've got purpose, and I like how they've. They don't sexualise her. Like they no, do. I thought that, yeah. I mean, they even tried to like make her 
damn dirty way. She's like, oh, I went for number two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. She's not just bending over all the time. No, and wearing she's not wearing, yeah, she's not wearing, she's actually quite glamorous in a lot of this film, isn't yeah. she, wearing that red yeah. dress? Yeah, exactly. Um, Kicks ass. Th- those scenes with um, that dictator or the, uh, <laughs> the presidente, br- it's brilliant, isn't yeah, it? Really it good. is a really good scene. I've got. It, she has this little love story in the middle of the film <laughs> and then it just ends awfully fun. That, that was guy. wonderful. That was another great scene. He's But it makes sense for that character. Like, if you've watched, like, Suicide Squad, um, Birds of Prey, Birds of Prey, she's she's like, yeah, this is this. I've got to kill you. <laughs> yeah. When I when I she's fall over the guy, she almost just flies. <laughs> I love that when he says he's going to kill women and children. Yeah, that's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's good in this as well as uh, Margot Robbie. She is great, and I think um, for the fight choreography, I think her fighting her way out of that complex was the best fight. Uh, just for the choreography yeah. and the fun of it that yeah. was that was oh great. actually something I forgot to mention uh, a little bit in what I didn't like was there is a bit of the stormtrooper James Bond henchman because mm. so they've got there's a lot of people got, shooting like, you know sub, and, <laughs> voice semi-automatic weapons. I mean I think there's that in that fight though I think there's a bit where she's going down the corridor mm. left to uh, right to left and I swear somebody just shoots at a point blank <laughs> yeah. he's clearly it blank does, it does but it's while she's like but yeah, you kind of—they're like close enough around. that she can get out of the way. And, yeah, and it was but, a yeah. bit—it was like he literally shot an arrow. There is an element of that. Yeah, I think another sequence I really liked, and we mentioned this sort of this sort of scene last week for Blood Diamond, the um, you know Hawkeye's house kind of scene. Oh right, yeah. And Suicide Squad did it so badly at the yeah. bar. I was like, I just want this scene to end. I know what they're trying to do here, but I don't care about any of this. Whereas in this, when they're on the coach and when the bar. When I first watched it, I felt like, okay, this is dragging a little bit. When I watched it today, I just wanted that, that to go on and on. They were just having so much fun and finding out about each other. And also, again, striking directorial decision to have them on the on the bus and she's looking out the window and it becomes her memory. Oh, yeah. It's like the it's like a projector, beautiful. isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely the projection beautiful. screen. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, only, the other scene I really liked was the um, when they try to rescue Rick Flagg and they kill all those revolutionaries or rebels mm. and then turns out that they're actually like <laughs> the people they shouldn't be killing I didn't see anybody yeah, <laughs> yeah. they sort of like I think that was worth it for the jerk and the, and the oh flag. definitely but yeah. they just push it on the carpet like she looks around at everyone they've just killed and she says yeah. oh, I'd sign a deal with the devil and <laughs> everything's yeah, fine yeah. just killed all my all my freedom fighter You've friends just killed all my friends um, <laughs> lines then favourite line yeah there is a lot of great lines in this film uh Obviously, only seeing it the once and not having the ability to pause and rewind and yeah. look back. Um, I don't, so there's only I've only got a couple here, but my favourite one was when they're talking to the Thinker on the on the um, <laughs> on the on the rooftop, and um, <laughs> and obviously they're like, if you give us the wrong information, if you give us false information, you die. Mm. And then he's like, and they're giving him all these things, and they're talking like a lot of exposition almost. And Harley Quinn starts going, "If you have a personalized license plate, you die." And he's like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "You don't. Co- you don't." If you mix blacks, uh, what is it? If you mix darks, I think it's like I can't remember what she or something. said. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, if you cough without covering your mouth, and that was in the trailer. And yeah. Only, so I've, I've seen that. So but many my times, favorite line on. isn't that is funny yeah. that little exchange because Rick Flags have to like no, that is funny. But it's what she says when they're talking at him and she's <laughs> going and she goes. I think she says pacing back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm pacing back and forth. <laughs> Yeah. Pacing back and she says, and it just reminded me of I Love Lamp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Loud noises. Yeah, just and it proper caught me out as well because I wasn't expecting her to say that. Do you know? Speaking of Doctor Greaves, was that his name? Greaves, Greaves? something like something that, like that. that. Just to say the thinker. Yeah, the thinker. Um, when Ratcatcher Two threatens him, do you want a dozen rats climbing? Up your, <laughs> yeah. what, climbing around your climbing anus your or something? Or yeah. Something, yeah. My answer might surprise you. My answer, yeah. my answer might not be the one that you expect. Yeah, that was a good line. But I think for me, the one that I really like and that has some uh, I suppose slightly satirical meaning is when Ratcatcher 2 talks about the peacemaker and well says they call you the peacemaker I cherish peace with all of my heart I don't care how many men women and children I, <laughs> I kill to get it yeah I thought you were the crazy one he's like I am, I am. <laughs> yeah. um, my other favourite like little exchange was uh, when they're, they're getting the they're wearing the like civilian clothes to blend in so they can go into the city and um 
King Shark's like, I'll wear a disguise. <laughs> and Ratcatcher goes, oh, are you going to wear a disguise? And King Shark says, see him, Peacemaker goes, he's, hey, he's, he's learning Spanish. He's learning Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, and then Ratcatcher goes, what kind of disguise? He goes, big mustache. <laughs> and then he walks around putting his finger. Yeah. It's like his, four uh, lions, you know, when he's yeah. going to cover his beard yeah. with his hands yeah. to go buy loads of bleach or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah it was very reminiscent of that. It was very funny. Uh, there are a lot of funny lines, and I do think a lot of them in the trailer, but there's a lot that aren't that caught me by surprise. It's always a shame when they look, put a lot of the yeah, best what's, jokes. what's your favourite line? I do think it was the, um, I don't care how many men, women and children I've got to kill to, yeah. to, for peace. Any others? Um, there's down. quite a few, but uh, none that I've written down here. Yeah, yeah. So it's it a is, funny film. It is a funny film. And we could be here all that, I think, quotable. Yeah, you do, it's very quotable. Shot, favourite shot? So, I went with, and I think it's in the trailer, to be fair, but I went with a shot just at the end when blood spots um, when he's dropped and he's landed and then the building's floors are collapsing and he's mm. stood on top of it and then he just lands and he's he's kind of in like sort of hero and it's silly to say but it's oh, like yeah. a hero pose but he's just kind that of he's kind of stopped he's kind of cut, he's kind of stops catches his breath and then he kind of looks and sees that obviously Peacemaker's about to shoot Ratcatcher he's sort of haloed by the dust on him as yeah, well you know yeah. it's sort of caught on him so perfectly yeah. apparently in an interview with Idris Elba he said that a lot of the falling from floor to floor was a practical effect Wow. And I was looking out for it today. It looks very CG, but obviously the, everything else is CG. But apparently he did have to go through something like that. Wow. Um, so apparently James Gunn really wanted a lot of practical effects on this after being so CG with uh, Yeah, there was, there was only like, obviously Star Wars, obviously CG. Yeah, yeah. But there was only one time in the film that I noticed where the CG or it was blue screen. And I think that was when Harley Quinn was on that roof and mm. it was collapsing. Yeah, and, yes, yeah, yeah. And it looked, and I just That must think, be so hard to do, really. Yeah, I just don't think they got the particulates right yeah it looked it looked too dark behind it it was a and and you're right that's really the only only time it falls apart but because it is when you do think about it you think yeah they really did have a humvee bashing into a door they really did do this yeah there is a lot of practical effects it's it's so well done and i think my favorite shot um was there's a there's a few i've really liked when you you mentioned from a similar part of the film actually when they're in the rain and they're emerging through the rain and there's yeah. milton on the end <laughs> I know, yeah, it's the time. I was like, he's just he's just there yeah i did i did put that <laughs> like when ashley cole went to roma and he's on the squad photo. <laughs> yeah, he stands to one side for some reason yeah i did put in um that was my second favorite shot when the walks goes over the fog it's a the proper rain. like superhero shot uh, yeah you know, i called it i literally team. called it a hero shot in the day it doesn't shot my, uh, but i think my favorite shot just pretty wise was Harley with the flowers and she's yeah. shooting and that is in the trailer but I just yeah. think it's, it's visually quite stunning and of course Cena's bulge was a good shot <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was unexpected it was like tidy whities really <laughs> it's racist yeah it's even racist <laughs> well <laughs> I think that covers the stuff that covers the that stuff that covers our stuff yeah that covers our stuff as, right, as, as it then, barely yeah. covered Cena's stuff um, yeah. let's have well, a little again, break that joke just works doesn't it because <laughs> yeah. he's like there's a big commotion we don't know what's happening mm. but he's obviously gone to sleep and he's taking yeah, yeah. Makes sense. And he's just yeah. there, and you're like, well, if you've got John Cena, just stick him nude, basically. I think, yeah, I think they basically. <laughs> there is a there is a dick shot in this as well, isn't there? That the, the thing, <laughs> yeah. which flopping uh, about as he yeah, gets I wasn't shot. expecting. Yeah, not John Cena, unfortunately, listeners, but uh, the the guy, the guy, just get shot. <laughs> so we're gonna go for a break. Just when we come back, out. we're gonna get some ratings, some critics, and a quiz, and find out what we're gonna watch next week. Ooh, exciting! It is. So join us after the break. Welcome back to part three. Let's start with the critics. Part tres. Part tres. Fairly high, 77 on Metacritic, which That's is good. decent. Good. Pretty good, for, especially for a superhero film. You know, there are yeah, yeah. people coming right. I'm interested to see what the critics say, actually, because... I've got one that's um, I'm sure there's very positive, one that's a bit sort of lukewarm. I um, mean, it, I would... Actually, I'll say this. When we do, I'll say when I do my rating. Okay. okay. So Adele, uh, David Ehrlich, who I think we've had before from IndieWire, gave it 83%, um, yeah. which I don't know what that is, a star. Maybe that's like... Like 8.3, isn't it? Well, I mean, like, I don't know. Presumably he didn't give a percentage. Maybe that's that's what... Well, it doesn't really matter. Anyway, um, he said it's the most fun and least depressing superhero movie in a very long time. Gunn's deliriously ultra-violent, uh, ultra the Suicide Squad, wears the yoke of its genre with a lightness that allows it to slip loose of the usual restraints. 
if not quite shake them off altogether. It must be liberating to make a $150 million mulligan for a widely maligned disaster that still managed to gross almost a billion dollars despite being a punchline along the way. And that's really what this unhinged carnival of R-rated cartoon mayhem amounts to at the end of the day. Not a reboot of or a sequel to 2016's Suicide Squad, but rather a second draft. Yeah, that's, uh, it does feel like a second draft, doesn't it's like, it? It's like James Gunn went, actually, this is how I would do it. Um, yeah. Leah, Leah, uh, Leah Greenblatt in Entertainment Weekly, slightly less uh, favoursome, but did really like it anyway. Um, it says, the script, accordingly, herks and jerks along with a sort of forced festive glee. It's mounting body count buffeted by goofball banter and pounding soundtrack cues. A good half of the jerks don't land, but unlike its predecessor's joyless slog, Gunn's version at least celebrates the nonsense, happily swerving into random character moments and stylistic pieces of flair, like the spray of animated flower petals that flutter behind Harley like a Disney princess bouquet Mm. as she takes on a flank of would-be killers. So they're basically saying... Liked it, but it didn't always work, I think. Yeah. 58%. Yeah, I can see that. I mean... It's horses for courses, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's. I think it, it doesn't feel actually like a mainstream sort of DC Marvel film, does it? Because it is mm. so violent. I think if this was bad, I wouldn't watch another DC movie for for many years. Yeah, because they've just been so consistently awful. Yeah, if there was a production company that wasn't linked to another medium like comic books and MCU wasn't so popular and so on, if it was just a production company like A24, if A24 had such a bad hit rate as DC in recent years, you wouldn't watch it. You would never watch them. Yeah, no. they would go out of business. they'd go out of business yeah, <laughs> really quickly. Yeah, they won't be propped up by uh, a movie studio. I suppose a few of them have made money, like Wonder Woman. Oh, I mean, Suicide Squad made nearly a billion dollars. Like yeah. it made seven hundred million dollars. It's a shame that they've released this during the pandemic mm. because I think it would have made a lot of money yeah I agree and I think it'll probably just break even but we you know cinemas are now getting more and more people in so it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's definitely definitely yeah. going to make some money um, um, the most important critic though Hugh obviously is you how many beachfuls of dicks out of 10 <laughs> would you give this film see I don't I, I've got a bit of recency bias mm, yeah. I'm only just saying it so I have to be honest and I don't know what rating I gave the first one I probably gave it like a 3 or something yeah at most yeah um it is a solid seven, isn't it? A solid seven, really? I know that. Yeah. Really? It's not a bad film, and it's the best, probably the best DC film that I can remember. Where would this rank if it's it is an MCU film? It's in between... It's probably, like, in terms of its turn, so it's, like, comedic turn, it's probably, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, Ragnarok. It's in that territory yeah. somewhere. Yeah, so that's just, yeah. like, a seven out of ten for you. <sighs> Yeah, really. But not in a bad way. Seven's still a high score. It is, but not for like. I think it's an eight, though. I definitely think it is. Dear. At least that's fair enough. What's really interesting is I find it hard to put. A I'll enjoy on it. like you've you've seen it twice. I will enjoy rewatching this again in six mm. months' time. Yeah. Because and then obviously knowing what I know of the film, I can enjoy the jokes more. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a film I will definitely watch again, and it shows that actually. Given it literally shows, and it's terrible to say enough. And I don't hate David Ayer; I think he's made some good films. But it literally shows if you give the right director, the right writer, these DC characters, you can mm. get genuinely good films. Yeah, because this is a genuinely good film. It's probably the best DC film. And in David Ayer's um, defence, he says it's, that wasn't the cut that you made, and there's yeah. all kinds of this sort of stuff. So yeah. we don't know to who it's the cut to blame. People have said, haven't they? Yeah, <laughs> but um, but whoever's fault it was that that was so think, shit. This shows know, them. And I think they've. For me, I think they've made two good films now with Harley Quinn in because I think the uh, Birds of Prey film is a good film. Pretty good. Yeah, enjoyable, yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, I'd put this film above it. But oh, yeah, definitely. I, I was thinking about, in terms of rating, I find maybe, it really yeah, hard maybe to... Maybe I could go for an eight. I'm not going to say I couldn't. I'd, I'd find it really hard to put a number on it. I don't want to be too... too it hasn't, it hasn't settled on me. I've had a couple of hours to think about it. Basically, I don't know how they could have done this better, which doesn't mean it's a 10 out of 10. No. But genuinely, I don't... It would take some doing to make a better Suicide Squad film than this. And so I don't know what I'd give that as a rating. Genuinely, I'll give this a nine. I I loved it. I loved it both times. And I loved the soundtrack. I think it's better than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. It's better than most MCU movies. Um, It's been a while since I watched Guardians. I I feel like you could see the similarities. And I I almost felt like it was going to be like a Guardians film in in a sense. With the Guardians film, it felt a little bit more manufactured in in the um, 
take my hand, Peter, and then he mm. takes her hand to get the thing. That felt like a, a character can't do something in Act 1, so they've got to do it in Act 3. This film, I thought, did a much better job of doing that stuff. Mm. So again, it could be a recency bias, because you know, I've seen it twice in a few days now. Mm. The soundtrack is so good, and all, mm. the, all the stuff we've said, I genuinely think I love this film. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I feel like you've been harsh on the, word, the, the, the seven. The seven. It's just good. that seven's been like... Seven's a bit kind of like, oh, that was quite a good film, that. Fair enough. Yeah, but I loved this film. Like, I oh, genuinely right, okay. loved it. Fair you know, enough, so. fair enough. I mean... I and I really thought, just knowing your sensibilities, I thought I you'd love this film. I don't know if it's an eight. It just doesn't feel... Like, I'm trying to think, is it... I suppose it would have... I suppose it probably could be an eight, because it is as good as... For me, it's as good as Guardians, and it's as good yeah, as... Yeah, and you're Star- a man who really likes MCU. If they're some of yeah, your favourite MCU, yeah. and that's a seven, and it's on a... Yeah, yeah, all right. Do you know what? I mean, if I'm feeling generous. I'll give it because <laughs> it, it means nothing ultimately. It really doesn't. Mean I anything. did feel like there was something missing, and I can't quite put my finger on it. Mm. But it it was nothing that I think. I think I was a bit annoyed with some of the deaths. I think that really annoyed me, <laughs> and that can affect your yeah, enjoyment of a film ultimately because you look back and go, "Oh, well, I'm a bit annoyed that character died." Mm. Yeah, and I would have liked to have seen uh, Captain Boomerang in this film. Mm. It kind of it did really annoy me, and I was I wasn't too fussed about javelin and Mongol and all. No, that they're they're great. It was funny to be there. Too. Like the Mongol, she jumps up and tries to take this helicopter. Down, <laughs> just gets. I herself. think she says something like, "I'll take the bird" or something like yeah. that. Like she doesn't really know what it is. Yeah, and they, immediately regrets it. <laughs> yeah, and she just dies like a dickhead. Didn't she? <laughs> yeah. um, so, so the, finally. Big, big question. Well, two big questions for you. Firstly, would you recommend it? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's good. Would. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend Suicide Squad, but I definitely recommend yeah. the, <laughs> the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah. And um, what are we going to talk about next week, Hugh? Next week, we're going to talk about a film. <laughs> the title of which oh, is... We, we are going to do... Apollo 13. Apollo, we're doing Apollo 13. <laughs> I couldn't remember that for a second. <laughs> Wow, really? You sprung this on me? Yeah. Apollo 13, you say? <laughs> Crikey. Woo. Yeah, we're doing Apollo 13. You didn't even check with me if I've seen it before, gosh. Um, yeah, have we not, we've got a quiz, haven't we, first before we tell you what Oh, quiz, quiz, gosh. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I genuinely thought we'd done that. I did wonder why we were doing that. <laughs> Sorry. That put me off as well. We're going to do what? Apollo 13 next week, but before we get to that, quiz. Yes. Actually, in fact, let's just finish this. What do you know about Apollo 13? Obviously, it's about uh, mission to... Was that the, that wasn't the moon one? That's to space. Uh, Tom Hanks. Mission to space. Space. Um, space. <laughs> Kevin Bacon and Bill Paxton. I think Ron yeah. Howard directed. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about the real mission, but I know fundamentally. Well, I won't spoil it in case the listener for some reason doesn't know because it's quite an old, relatively old film. Though. It's, it's like not. 20, it's not twenty five years old. Yeah, isn't it? quite an old film for a lot of people. Twenty six years. Old. We've got listeners presumably who weren't born no. when it came out, so Hi. I won't spoil anything. But I do vaguely know kind of what happens at the end. But I somehow just, I don't think, I don't think I've seen it. Imagine somehow. if you watch it, you go, oh yeah, I have seen this. I remember every scene of this. I, I, imagine if we did that one day, that would be hilarious. It's, it's bound to happen we thought, episode we three. We haven't seen it. Yeah, because I was okay. pretty close with Jaws with that. Yeah, yeah. okay. But I'm looking forward to it. Okay, cool. Do you want to do a quiz then? Let's do a quiz. That you forgot to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, number one, how many years were they promised to be taken off their sentence? Ten, Ten years. Ten years. Really. How many children has Weasel killed? <laughs> oh. He's harmless, he's harmless. Well, he's killed X number of children. I was going to say, I want to say 29. You'd be very close. 28. 27. 27. 27. Question three, what was the name of the island nation that they were um, saving? Corto Maltese. Very good. What do you call people who are from Corto Maltese? Corto Maltese. Of course. <laughs> uh, what does TDK stand for? I have no idea. It doesn't say. They never it says understand. it a couple times. Does it? Because of what his power is. He's something telekinetic TDK. What is his power? His arms detach. <laughs> yeah. But how does... But there's the word... I don't know. It's really <laughs> the detachable kid. The detach. Oh, is it the detachable kid? Oh, so shit, isn't it? Oh, that is awful. I love isn't it. it. And Nathan Where Fillion. Did, Nathan that? Fillion looks good, doesn't he? Hey, is he hey, for fifty or yeah, whatever? Is he fifty now? I must. He can't he, fall, yeah, he was really know. good in this for the ten seconds he was. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is that? Are those his Essentially, arms? that first Suicide Squad are all. It's just a cameo, isn't it, for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when it's yeah, big stars. I think Sean Gunn his. Um, he plays Weasel. Yeah. And he plays the guy with the head tattoo and uh, who shouts at Weasel, actually. No, who shouts at um, to Polka Dot uh, in prison. Oh, is that him? At first I was like, why don't I, boy, who is this guy? And then, yeah, afterwards. Ah, that makes sense. Sean Gunn. But he's a good actor, I think. He was the calendar man. <laughs> he was the what? He was the calendar man. That's the name of the 
guy he played in the prison with. The, I think he must be oh, the months right. of the year on his tattoos. Yeah. Or something he plays, like that. Um, I can't remember the name of the character in Guardians. Yeah, but there's that yeah. great scene between him and um, Yondu, is it? Or? No, it's between him and what's her name, um, Nebula, and he's because Nebula gets released and she's off to go do stuff, and he's like, oh, so what, I think she's got some money or something, and she's like, and he's like, what are you going to go do now? And she's like, I'm going to find my father and kill him, and she gets really intense, mm. and he's like. I thought you were just going to buy a pretty bag <laughs> <laughs> or a hat or something he says and he's like he's like really like intimidated by how intense she is yeah, it's really funny that scene. He's, he's good at that he's good at that um, final question we've sort, question. Of sort of answered it already but what disguise does um, uh, Nanawe or King Shark suggest for himself a big moustache big fake moustache yeah, yeah <laughs> very good moustache. so I think you scored Three, I want to say, yeah, three out yeah, of five. I was, I was close, wasn't I, with the you were number of close, kids? But but we don't just, do decimals, as you know. Uh, it's not a decimal, though, it's a whole number. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wasn't going to give you 3.5, you know, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, so yeah, next week we're going to do Apollo 13. If the listeners want to get in touch and tell us their thoughts on either the Suicide Squad or how they would get to space, um, how would they do that, Hugh? Duh. Right. Yeah, that's it. I alternatively <laughs> this is maybe why we don't get many emails why maybe how could they be discouraging <laughs> don't email us um, well what they could do is they could get sent to prison preferably yeah. in is it Belrevi Belrevi yeah. Belrevi is how you pronounce it and um, whilst they're there get recruited by a very shady government uh, official yeah um, who wants to send them on a suicidal mission um, and perhaps whilst they're on the mission, find a laptop or a Well, if you're going to go to like a really highly guarded... Um, they tech, always have computers, don't like they? Like the tech there, you know, it's a sort yeah. of military-grade tech, exactly. isn't it? So exactly. The computers. If, if they were that, to do that, what would they do with that tech? They would email us at oh. pleasewatchthis.pod at gmail.com. Fantastic choice. If they've gone through all that rigmarole, they might as well get on Twitter. Get us at pleasewatchpod. Sounds like a good idea. I, I, agree. I agree. Might be easier than committing crime. Well, do all that first again. Do both. Do just just, just do what do you both. want. Do, live your life, listeners. Live your life. Oh, right, listener. We love you. I love you. Uh, we'll talk to you next week for we, episode yeah. ninety-seven. Oh no, I think this is ninety-seven. This is so that's ninety-eight. Good God. Two away from the. Good uh, God. Two away from a century. If you've got ideas, what we should do for the hundred? Tell us. Uh, yeah. We've got some, but we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, talk to you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.